Hello, wine lovers, and welcome to episode number three of Taste Fens and Terror with STC Wine Girl, the wine podcast that focuses on having fun and taking the guesswork out of picking a wine. My name is Shannon Carlson, owner and operator of Midwest Vino LLC. Each week, we are going to select a wine, learn where it's from, how it's made, how it tastes, and maybe a few wine pairing options to go with it. So let's have some fun, find the wines that we like, and take the guesswork out of picking a wine. Let's go. With spring right around the corner, I thought this was the perfect time to try out a rosé. So this week's wine is the 2021 and why am I Mr. Pink? This wine was so much fun to research. I can't wait to get started. This wine comes from the state of Washington, which is located in the United States. There are wineries in every state of the United States. Washington is actually one of the top five states measured by the economic impact of wine in the United States. The other four that rank up there with Washington are California, Oregon, New York, and Texas. Washington is actually the second largest wine producing state. Both red and white varietals grow in the state with roughly 62% being red varietals and 38% being white varietals. There are more than 80 varieties of grapes planted in the state, with more than 1,100 wineries. Most wine production occurs on the eastern side of Washington. The cooler, wetter, western side of Washington is home to areas like Seattle, Tacoma, and Olympia. Less than 1% of the state's wine production is on the western side. The area that we're going to focus on today is the eastern side of the state, and it's the Columbia Valley AVA. The Columbia Valley AVA is the largest growing region in Washington with over 11 million acres. It is a low desert region with a continental climate. This means that it has dry, hot summers, minimal rainfall, and cold winters. It's protected from the wet weather by two major mountain ranges, one the Olympics and the other the Cascades. They create a rain shadow effect that results in dramatically less rainfall for this area. The Columbia River also runs through this area and cuts through the Appalachian and is one of the largest rivers in the country. This is where most vines will get their water. Soils in this area were created by cataclysmic floods called the Missoula floods. They occurred 15,000 years ago. These floods were unimaginable in scale. The flood waves were over 400 feet high and they moved at 60 miles per hour, which overwhelmed everything that sat 1,200 feet below sea level. This didn't just happen one time. These floods happened a number of times over thousands of years. Today, most vineyards lie below the floodplain, 
where the soils of sand and silt overlay gravel and sediment. This creates well-draining soils that are perfect for the vines. The wine that we're talking about today is actually a collaboration from two winemakers. Trey Bush of Slight of Hand Cellars and Mark Ryan McNeely of Mark Ryan Winery. They created the Underground Wine Project, which this wine is one of the wines in that project. Trey Bush moved to Seattle in 1992 to work as a clothing buyer at Nordstrom. With no training or education in winemaking in 2000, he was offered a chance to move his family to Walla Walla and apprentice under winemaker Eric Dunham with Dunham Cellars. Since then, he worked independently at another winery named Basil Cellars when he met his future business partner, Jerry Solomon. Trey founded Sleight of Hand Cellars in 2007 with husband and wife partner, Jerry and Sandy Solomon. He is a big music aficionado, which is evident in the fact that he named his winery after the Pearl Jam song, Sleight of Hand. Mark Ryan McNeely started Mark Ryan Winery in 1989. Mark is a self-taught winemaker and wine sales professional. He studied wine for years before taking the leap and producing his first vintage. He started out with a few tons of grapes in a friend's garage and has grown to have tasting rooms in Woodenville and in Walla Walla. The winery's tasting rooms are designed to feel personal. Mark loves music and motorcycles, so don't be surprised to find a lot of both when you walk in. These two have a lot in common, and they have been lifelong friends. The collaboration for this wine actually started over a glass of wine and a conversation about the Quentin Tarantino film Reservoir Dogs. This is why I said I had so much fun researching this wine. The wine originally debuted in 2015 as an homage to Steve Buscemi, Quentin Tarantino, and the movie. If you haven't seen the movie Reservoir Dogs, or if you have and it's been a while, this is a movie released in 1992 about hitmen. In one of the scenes, all of the characters are given names that correspond with a color. Steve Buscemi's character doesn't like that his name is Mr. Pink and actually asks the question, and why am I Mr. Pink? He then goes on to ask, how about if I'm Mr. Purple? Both Trey and Mark thought the line, and why am I Mr. Pink, would make a perfect name for a rosé, thus this wine was born. If I stop and think about it, Mr. Purple would have made a great name for a red wine too. (laughs) But I love the fact that they picked That name? What a perfect name for a rosé. Originally, this wine started out as 100% Sangiovese. However, recent vintages, and the one we're going to try today, are a blend of 80% Sangiovese and 20% Syrah. There are a couple different ways rosé wine is typically made. Mark and Trey chose direct pressing, which is one one of the main ways, 
that rosé is made. And they chose that to minimize skin contact, reducing the color. They really wanted a wine that had a color that popped and was not too dark. During the production process, they did a series of tastings and blendings of the two varietal wines to create just the right style for the finished product. This wine is known to sell out quick once it hits store shelves. So production has increased over the years to try to meet the demand and roughly 15,000 cases are produced annually right now. I'm ready to dive in and try this wine. So I say we pour ourselves a glass. This bottle has a screw top cap versus an actual wine cork, so it makes it really easy to open. And I like my rosés slightly chilled, so I'm serving mine around the 10 to 15 degree Celsius mark or 50 to 60 degree Fahrenheit mark. If I look at this wine, this wine, the color on this wine really pops. It's a pale peach, almost like a light salmon color. Now, rosés can be anywhere from a light orange all the way up to a deep pink. So there's varying color degrees depending on how much skin contact that wine actually had. This one kind of falls right in the middle. The color really pops in that peach to light salmon color. It's just a beautiful color. If I smell this wine... Wow, it has such a bright fruit. I mean, it's almost, it reminds me of like summer in a glass. When I think about the aromas and the things that I'm smelling, I'm smelling strawberry and citrus, peach, grapefruit, honeysuckle. I even get like the rind of a watermelon. And there's just this hint of herb and salinity on it as well. So it really brightens it up and brings those fruit flavors out. If I taste this wine, I get flavors. I, I don't get the watermelon rind, but I, I get actual watermelon and I get fresh cherries, honeydew, pomegranate. And then there's this mouth-watering acidity and salinity on the finish. So this wine is just bright, cheerful, lots of those summertime fruits that you would get. If I pair this wine, this wine, you could, you could drink this wine completely by itself. But if I'm going to pair it with food, the foods that come to mind for me are fish like salmon, tuna and crab. I, I would even drink this with sushi. I would really enjoy this also with grilled squash or even a summer salad that has strawberries and goat cheese on it. Things that pair really well with those fresh aromas and, and tastes that I get on that wine. This is just the perfect wine for spring or summer. This wine was so much fun to research, and man, did it bring back a lot of movie memories. I hope it did for you guys as well. So today, we talked about the ins and outs of Why Am I Mr. Pink 2021. 
we broke down Washington State and Columbia Valley, we learned about two wonderful winemakers, Mark Ryan McNeely and Trey Bush. We talked about how this wine was made from the vine to the bottle. And most importantly, we talked about how it looks, tastes, smells, and maybe a few things to try with it. Let me know if you end up trying this wine and what you think about it. I would also love to hear your feedback on future wines you would like to know more about. You can go to Taste Fins and Terror with STC Wine Girl on Buzzpout.com to find my contact information. You can also contact me on my website, MidwestVino.com. I've put links to both in the description. You can learn more about the Underground Wine Project and both winemakers by going to their websites. If you liked this episode, make sure to hit the follow and click the notification icon so you don't miss future episodes. Join me next week when we select a new wine, learn where it's from, how it's made, how it tastes, and above all, have fun finding what we like. See you next week, wine lovers. Cheers. Cheers.